I look at commitment videos and the parents got the horns down and but you're committing to another school. I'm like, how is Texas a part of this moment? We're back! So we have Chantrell Jameson, we have April Finkley, we have Yolanda Broughton, and we have Miss Nicole. Welcome. Thank you so much. You know, Mama Flash, let me ask you this. So we've talked a little bit. Um, we're talking about how much goes into the decision for choosing a college. You know, there's there's the academic side of it, there's the football side of it, there's you know, now the NIL side of it. That's that's a ton of things to consider. Can you give us a little bit of insight on why Zay, highly recruited kid, decided why your family decided that Texas was the place to land? Well, I'll start off by saying that I think when you make the decision, it, it it's different every time and it's different for everybody, right? Yes to know like what your goals are that's that's what I did so it's like Xavier what's your goal you know what do you want to do because this is your future it's not just football so for Xavier his goal was to go to the NFL that's what he wants to do so when we're looking at schools I mean you know academics matter yes I'm gonna say that did you get on camera um, <laughs> when your goal is to go to the NFL you you need to have your stats up. You need to draw a certain amount of attention. There's a lot that's going into that. And, and you want to go high in the draft. You want to go high, you know, in that class. So that's really what we were looking at. Where are you going to be utilized to the best of your ability? And that he's a receiver. What's the offense like? You know, what's the stats of the current receivers who, you know, um, what round have they sent uh, previous wide receivers? Things like that. That ultimately led us to, to our decision, which obviously initially wasn't Texas, but then we ended up at Texas. That's a whole other story. But I'd say when well, we're here to talk about it, girl, it's Sarkeesian okay. staff, yeah. right? You yeah. wanted to be part of that Sarkeesian's offense. And is that why you brought you to Texas, right? Well, yeah, I said initially he was somewhere else, but mm -hmm. ultimately it led us back to Sark and um, just the offense. Obviously, everybody saw what he did with Devontae. Yeah. Um, that was just mastermind I just love it um so it was like Xavier we could totally see you in that we don't have to just hear what he's saying we actually see it uh we see the receivers and where they go in the draft hi so this matches your goals and it's just let's go well he showed it this year as a true freshman he got national honors national recognition broke some Texas records as a true freshman. The offense was a huge spark. When the entire offense gets some more consistency and, and, and reps under this new system, it's, it, we're, just, we're just excited and rooting for him. I, you know, I have a worthy jersey with an eight. So I rock that to some games. Yeah, we're proud. We're excited. Listen, one of the things that I found just so impress impressive about Zay was his poise. Clearly, he's a talented kid, but... The poise that he showed throughout the season, I think was really impressive and made a big difference for his numbers. You know, you talked, tech, part of the <clears throat> Texas decision was numbers. What numbers can they put up? What system are they fitting in? Um, but I think that the poise, like Xavier's mind for the game really plays into that. Can you talk to us a little bit about, did, did the coaches identify that? Did they talk with Zay? about schemes like how involved were they with that process of bringing them to texas about identifying and and this truly is a question for all the mamas too did did texas coaches identify your kid's ability to really get the game and pick it up was it a mental aspect of that too that played into the decision can you tell us a little bit about that well i'll, I'll start first of all xavier's been thinking he was grown since he was like three <laughs> and handling stuff okay but that's just his personality he's just you know always kind of had it together he's a man of few words so when he does speak you want to listen type guy um but 
Yeah, that, that's just really been his personality is just being able to handle high pressure situations like he's always done sports so he did track which I, I think helps with that too because it's an individual sport and all the pressure is on you and the spotlights on you and if you mess up mm-hmm. to the guy next to you and say hey they missed this block or whatever, everybody saw you fall started or whatever it is so I that really helped because he has nerves of, of steel. Um, and as far as to answer for, for myself, when it came to talking scheme, as far as recruiting, he was, yeah, Xavier was definitely involved. We we're both on the calls and everything. And I think it just came down to, you know, they can show you a lot of videos and they can show you a lot of schemes, but can I go watch your film from last year? Am I going to see this thing? And if so, then we're, you know, we can check that off. So for us, that's, um, scheme wise and poise wise. That's us. I love it. Let's talk D a little bit. Mama Shark. Did, did that play into the decision as well? Um, did they talk to you about how DJ would fit into the scheme or was it something that they left it open to y'all more how he wanted to fit in? Well, with him, when he started, when they recruited him, they, they recruited him as a safety. <laughs> and when he got there and um, they saw that he can play both sides, they say, well, let's try you as a wide receiver. And so um, when he looked at the scheme, he saw exactly on could he do it or not. And he was just like, oh, that's not bad. Let me try it. And so when he tried it and he realized, you know, it's not really that bad to be a wide receiver. And so as usual, we get the call and say, and did you look at the, did you see social media? No. Um, you don't see my picture, and I saw the picture. He said, "Well, read under, read under it. What they say that I am?" I said, "I thought you was a safety or cone." He said, "No, I'm a wide receiver." Wait, what? <laughs> what you mean a wide receiver? That's not what you was recruited for. That's not what we signed up for. So, what you know about throwing? What you know about running and catching a ball? Because he also ran track as well, and he was just like, "No, I want to try it." You know, he said anything to help my help the team, and so he tried the wide receiver, um, and I think he may have had a few catches, um, and he was just like, "No, I'm more of." I want to hit somebody. <laughs> so let me go back to defense. So um, by him being two different coaches staff, um, everyone teaches different. And so he had to get the concept of how they want him to run the ball, how you want him to be off the ball, how he needs to come up on the ball, how he needs to do different things. And even though you could be the, the best athlete, sometimes the, be- the best athlete still had to be taught. And so when he saw how the scheme was in uh, offense and defense, he kind of like every day went into film and watch it and to see what what could he do better. But the coaches always have came and talked to us and asked us what we thought about it. And so they always kept us in depth, even with the the old staff, even with the new staff. Um, The coaches always called to let us know what's going on. And what we think about it and do it, they, you know, to be honest, the coaches really don't have to tell the parents anything <laughs> because now your kids, you know, go to the University of Texas and they consider your kids grown um, at some point. But to have coaches that still call the parents and a parents willing to hear um, how the kid doing, because I, I tell the coaches anytime, don't just call me when he's doing good. If he messed up, call me. I'm two and a half hours away. I, I drive. It's not a problem, but we really don't have that type of problem. But the coaches really communicate really well with us, both coaches, Ashley. And um, I just tell him to just sit down and talk to the coaches, build that relationship with the coaches, because some stuff that you may not know, they know and they can teach you. So always be open minded to be taught. Don't think you know everything because you don't. <laughs> but that's the generation that we in right now. They think they know everything. Well, I think there's a little bit of that going on. You know, we it was said earlier in the podcast that this generation's a little more sensitive than maybe we were when we were growing up, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but but I do think some of that is girl, I can tell you all the shit that I was doing when I was a kid, when I was in high school, when I was in college, it wasn't broadcast on social media. You know what I mean? It was still, in its, 
it was figuring it out. It was kind of in its infancy. And one of the things that I really respected and, and appreciated about Sark when he came in, he said this early before the season started last year, that these kids are under such a different kind of pressure than has ever been out there before, right? Their every move is under a magnifying glass. It's under a scope. And let me tell you, they're handling it a lot better than I would have. That's for damn sure. If I had some kind of camera on me at all times with all the dumb shit I did as a kid, I'd be in trouble. There's no question. Um, and, and one of the things that Sark said was it's important to focus on mental health, you know, and, and I think that's something that at least publicly sets Texas a little bit apart. Was that something that played into what the coaches were talking to you all about? Have you seen that play out? And like real talk here, ladies, we're, we're all friends here. Is that something that has been said that you believe the coaches are really following through on? Are they supporting the kids with the mental health aspect of it? Do they have the resources that they need? Cause it is, it's a tough world out there. That's a, that's a tough place to be. It's a tough place to be in the spotlight all the time as mm-hmm. a kid, you know? So again, open floor. Anybody that wants to jump in, we'd love to hear. I'll just jump in just kind of from a limited perspective because Justice just got on campus. But I will lead by saying the common thread from all of us is whether it's recruiting, whether it's decision making, everybody's path is different and everybody makes decisions based on what's best for their kid and based on what's best for their family. And the way the reason I say that is because there are going to be people who are listening uh, if they're like me during this process, I was trying to gobble up any information and clues and just to kind of help, you know, guide me through the process. And so just for people listening that your path may look different, your decision making process may look different and doesn't make it wrong, but it, it, it's just, you know, it's just different. So, but back to the mental health piece, I mentioned earlier about how important it was for me that programs understood that my kid comes with context. Like he doesn't just bang his head, you know, he comes with context. Who is Justice Finkley? And Coach Stark and Coach PK and Coach Davis, they all did a great job with, in my opinion, and and it it was enough for us to make us believe that they wanted to know who he was. They understood for Justice, he's a nurtured kid. Like we got the helicopter and the lawnmower. We're running stuff <laughs> over. We're not just hovering, you know, and that works for our family. We know he's a college man now, but I still need my mama, <laughs> you know? So um, we're, gonna, we're, we're not, we didn't just drop him off and, and leave him without that guidance. Like we're still an ever present force in his life, you know? Um, and that's not going to change. So it was important for us, number one, and I've said this to his school principals, and I've said this to the Texas staff. I am giving you a child who is emotionally healthy and balanced. I want that same child back or better. Don't break <laughs> him it. down where I have to build him back up. And I've said that too, you know, like we were the parents that because we were educated, we had conferences just to say, hey, I came to meet you. Don't want that thing, but need you to know. I'm sending you this kid who we pour all of this nurturing into and I want him to be the best person in your class. Don't break him down where I got to build him back up. And it's the same for the University of Texas. Don't break him down where I have to lift him back up. And through the recruiting process, one of our messages to Justice like, hey, if this gets too heavy, it's got to go because I need you. And so um, I know that can be easier said than done, especially at this level now. But I think that if we kind of stick with that mindset, that if anything comes between you and your mental health and your ability to not just survive, but to thrive, I don't want him surviving at Texas. I want him thriving. I want him killing it. And I want him doing it being an emotionally bound. He's going to have hard times. You know, he's raised to, to handle adversity and he's going to come to us. and There are going to be some things that are going to make him cry. But at the same time, I need to know that he's somewhere that he can plug in and tap into somebody when he needs to tap out. Um, throughout his recruitment, I think he said it when he committed, he can call Coach Stark um, and just call you know, his, his phone number directly and talk to him because Coach Stark has had that access. Whether it was a part of the recruiting or not, people could say that, but for my family and our experience, it's authentic. And that was part of our decision-making in that, we wanted to leave him somewhere. And I said to Coach Stark, the theme in my mind is chain of custody. I keep feeling chain of custody. He needs to be able to leave his father's house 
and come here and I feel like he's okay. So I don't know about what resources are there now that he's there. The other mamas can speak more on it because they, their babies are there or their young men. I still say babies, y'all. But in terms, they're still babies, right? So, but in terms of for our family, it's so important because this is a social media generation that everything is being filmed. People can take a sound bite. People can, there's so much damage that can be done to our young men. They're on a platform where people know them who they do not know. Words have meaning, words can hurt. So you just wanna build them up. And, and I feel like dad and I have, you know, we've put together this kid who is a product that the University of Texas desired, but at the same token, it's not a one-way deal. I need you to send them back better. And so um, that's just kind of one of the things that we were transparent about. And Coach Stark and the coaching staff, they understand that he comes with context. He's the kid that if you say, hey, Justice, he, you know, he's a gym rat, he's a meathead. So he's the kid that, yes, he's going to go out and have fun. We all did. But you really speak into his heart if you say, let's go work out. You're really speaking to his heart if you say, if you're a coach and you say, hey, me and my wife and kids, we're about to watch some movies. You want to watch some movies? Because that's what we do. So you need to know that about my kid. Um, and, and that piece was important before we even dropped him off. Now we're, we're trying to see how all of that plays out. But again, I believe in the authenticity of coach. So I can always say that's my coach. So here's where we are um, with that. And I just... You know, I'm a faith-based destiny person, and, and I know that, you know, this is the right decision based on those things that are important to us. So I love it. So basically what you're saying is, if he's listening, Coach Sark, have a Coach. movie night. Have a movie night, right? <laughs> first, you got to go to the gym. You gotta, first, you got to, this is what the first thing you have to do. He's got to work out. He's got to get his protein shakes in. And then he's ready to watch a movie or, you know, something like that. He's, he's that kid that you can tap into him that way. Right. You know, every kid has their thing, you know, that's different, but kids come with context. They don't just, they're just not out there on that field like robots. They are humans. They are people. They have emotions. They have needs. And so I just think it's important. And if, you know, moms are listening, your kids being recruiting, if, recruited, they don't want to know your babies, you know, they, you know, so your baby is deeper than uh, what you see on that thing on film. That's a big part of them. But and and girl, let me say this. I want to shout this out because, look, I know that y'all are the mamas and you're the mama bears and you protect your kids. I'm going to say this because I'm a fan. That is what <laughs> fans need to hear. That is some shit. They always need to remember that our team are still human. They're kids. Mm -hmm. They're kids out there fighting their asses off to represent exactly. the team on the front and the name on the back, right? Like, mm -hmm. listen, there are high expectations at Texas. Absolutely. We are not where we want to be. And I think we are in a great position with the kids that we have on our team right now to elevate the Texas name. But one thing that I get so frustrated, and again, y'all can't say this, this is 100% me, mm -hmm. Megan, fancy boots saying this shit. The fans... <laughs> are aggressive and they need to take a breath, recognize that these kids bleed for this program. They care about this program mm -hmm. more than y'all ever will. I say that as a person who's missed eight home football games in my lifetime. I've never mm -hmm. taken a snap though. You know what? I want the fans to take a beat. All these kids on this team love Texas. They're there for a reason. Now more than any time else ever, they can transfer out. They can hit that portal. They can look at their options. They can mm -hmm. go wherever they want to be. And they are choosing to be at the University of Texas. They are still developing young men. So call I'd like to add you. something to that. Yes, ma'am, Mama B, bring it in. You know, I think what's most disheartening about that, our kids enter the portal. You want to talk about them. We win. You still want to talk about them. We lose to talk about them. I mean, so, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know really where we are because, right. I mean, you, you say you're a fan. You, you're talking about our kids, undressing them. I, our kids, uh, you're not reading about them in the paper. They're not being handcuffed. I mean, my Absolutely. kids, just wants, he, he just wants to fish. You want to tap Amen. into him? He yeah. wants to fit. <laughs> right. You know, I, I do right. Not, you know, I, I definitely agree. 
And he'll be able to feed his family when it's all over with. But again, you know, these are young people. They're, they're doing their best to execute plays. It's called execution. So, you know, a, a miss, a drop pass or a missed tackle, you know, I get it. But you yeah. got to understand something. Kids are going to make mistakes in the fire. They can't learn if they're not in the fire. So when they get thrown there and, you know, here you want to blow up on social media, you know, I, 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 that doesn't entertain me. You know, again, it gets back to our players being developed. Our kids have got to be developed. And, you know, that's that's my whole thing. You know, schemes and all this. I just want develop ineptitude. So I agree. Listen, and our kids team. believe in they believe they signed they knew they signed up knowing for the most part that they would have to put in work. And just to put this not to cut yeah. anybody off, but to put this in perspective, um, my kid is. He, he's a college man now, but technically this is his senior year. So he's, he's fairly young, you know, he's, yeah. all of his friends for the most part are in their senior year of high school. He's on the college Correct. campus, but he texted dad and I this morning, dad and I this morning. And he was like, we probably was three forty-five, And he said, I'm up and at him. So just if you're a fan listening, you've got a kid who could be right now just slobbering on his pillow, getting ready for school to start maybe at eight. But he's, he's ready, he's so excited. Day one, you know, the University of Texas State up and at him at 345 in the morning. So these are the kids that you're getting. And so it just kind of, hopefully that will give some insight. And of course, I'm a fan of teams. Fan is for fanatic, and we can all get fanatic about our teams. But just remembering that not only are they human, but these are young people for the most part. They're still learning how to do this thing called life. You know, they don't have all of the teeth that we may have to sink into things. But so just to put that in perspective, you got a kid who's supposed to be a high school senior who's at 345 at the University of Texas texting his parents up and at them. That's who that's who I sent you, Texas, you know. And so (laughs) I love that. And that's what people need to hear, which is why we bring the mamas on. Absolutely. So um, Chantrell, you've been here for a few years. Your your son's been here the longest. What advice do you have for the other mamas who are just still just a year or two into the Texas, the world of being a mama of a student college athlete at the level that Texas, you know, we talk about Texas being number one brand, but it also comes with a lot of hits, a lot of followers, a lot of, you know, social media punks or tough guys or on social media. (laughs) What advice do you have to the younger mamas about getting through that when your boy, when they take your boy to town on the internet? um, I'm more of, I'm just basically just always maintain being the number one fan. Because who else is best but the number one fan is your mom, your dad. That's right. Because um, fans could come and go. And yes. we yes. had a lot of um, fans upset with some stuff that DJ had said, which sometimes it come from the heart. You know, with kids, you're thinking this fan is your, your, your fan, your big fan. And then soon you make one mistake on a field or you don't yeah. play like you yeah. usually play. Like you're supposed to play every game perfect. And this season, he didn't really play as he usually would uh, play on a field. And he got criticized a lot. And like I tell him, sometimes you got to make your skin as thick as possible because that's what we call life. And that you just have to, sometimes you just stay off of social media because social yeah. media can, yeah. can can damage so much and not really take away from who you are as a person and right. not really entertain it. And some stuff that I would, you know, some stuff I would even make a comment on, like, you know, these kids work extremely hard. I didn't even realize it until when he, became a freshman, then a sophomore, then a junior. Now he's a senior. These kids have a lot going on. And for someone to criticize a game, consider, you know, criticize them losing, you do the same exact thing with your, what they're doing. And let's see how you're, how you're going to react to it later. But right. with the parents, I tell the parents, always make sure that your kid understand this all social media. 
No yeah. one can never take who you are at all. So I always tell DJ to always be who you are. And that's Deshaun. You know, yeah, you shark five on social media, but when right. you click off of Instagram or any social media, you still Deshaun. <laughs> And don't let anybody take that away from you. And I keep that, I, I have him to keep that in mind at all time, that be who you are, not be who somebody wants you to be. Because you are not perfect and you're going to have a bad game. You may not have a perfect practice. That's not saying that you are a bad person or you're not a good athlete or you just can't catch the scheme or you don't know your plays. It's just that you have a moment because some days we be at work and we just like, hmm, I don't want to be here today, but we still go to work because that's what we need to do. That's what we have to do. And with these kids, it's so much of pressure that's coming with it. And now they have the NIL that, you know, it's like kids that feel like they, I'm not going to get a deal or if I'm not this superstar kid, I'm not going to get a deal. Sometimes money is not everything. And understand that your education be your number one priority in anything. And let that be first and keep going first. You're fine. All right, y'all. So we are going to ask a couple of questions. We're going to start with asking each and every one of the mamas what is the craziest interaction or memory that you have that's Texas related? First of all, craziest moment, good or bad, that you can remember. Okay, Chantrell, we'll start with you. What What's the craziest Texas moment you've got? The craziest moment was I was walking, <laughs> going to the game, and a guy said, Beat John Robinson, Mom. Let's <laughs> run it. Let's run it back. And I had to turn around. I'm shock five mama. <laughs> I'm Jameson. <laughs> like, no. Well, there was that funny thing going on because the two fives, right? The defense five. The two fives. Five. Yes. I didn't have no problems the, his freshman year, sophomore year. But when Ben John came, it, it was just, they go Ben John mama. No, I'm not. <laughs> it became a thing. No. <laughs> Listen, the media could not figure out, and it happened in every article. They could not figure out which number five to put, which tells me who you should be following as far as your sports information news. Because if you can't figure out the difference between a defensive back and a fucking right. running back, y'all, come on. <laughs> it's crazy. And all the pictures, one guy sent me a nice article, and I'm looking at it. And then I was like, well, that's not DJ. Well, who is he? he was just like, well, who is it? I said, well, you he don't hear it like that. <laughs> like, you sent it to me. So, well, I don't know. So, that was like the most craziest thing I have ever. And, but I, I, it was so funny because, they, I mean, it was running. Yeah, be your mama. Then when they saw, when I had to move my hair, they said, oh, you Jameson. Oh. Can he run a ball back? Can he run back? And I'm just like, well, hopefully they kick it some because most of the time they're not going to kick it some, but hopefully they do. Scared of them, girl. <laughs> you know, now they call them Shark Five Dangerous. <sighs> so I said, so that t shirt's coming towards you, Shark Five Dangerous. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Mama Flash, can you give us the craziest or weirdest moment that you've ever had, like in your Texas experience so far? Nothing too crazy. I think. The only thing that comes to mind was um, at the Oklahoma game um, when he scored on the first um, play and the guy next to me fell off the bleachers because oh. <laughs> there was a gap between the bleachers and it stuck. And so the lady in front of us turns around and he dropped his beer, everything. And she's like, help him, help him. And like in that little split second, I was like, I got five seconds to celebrate this moment or help this man. I love it. We got his leg out. It really was bleeding. I felt bad, but I'm sorry. I had to celebrate. No, that was, that's your moment. Never apologize for celebrating your kid doing something fantastic. All right. Mama B, you got to give me your craziest, weirdest Texas moment. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. I went to, uh, this was during our, uh, the Alamo Bowl, bowl game, first bowl game. And 
at this point, I, I go to the concession stand or something with my little guy, and I miss my son's sack. So Aww. that's like sad. That's a heartbreaking. <laughs> that was a good one too. Do you understand? Like we all lost our collective minds when that happens. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Right, right. Listen. I was supposed to sack somebody when that happens, you know. Right? So. Listen, you'll have uh, but, your chance this year, girl. You'll have your chance. That's what stood it. out. Dr. Finkley, can we, I know, I know you're the new kid on the block. I know that girl, but so far, what is your craziest Texas moment? Not, well, we've, we've been to Austin three times, um, but I don't really have a crazy moment um, in terms of anything. And stories as good as the ones I just heard. Um, so a lot of my interaction right now with Texas is probably social media and just um, how not even fans, but trolls. And I always say, I don't, I don't I try not to water the weeds. And my son asked me, um, he said, did you see the comment that somebody made about your onset mom because you let your kid go to the, commit to the University of Texas? And so I was like, no, because they said something else before now. Like my block game is so strong. Like if I see just one little thing that, because I protect my peace. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm like, I probably block. So there are probably so many people just block and probably just, you know. So I don't have any <laughs> great stories yet like that, but crazy moments in terms of just once justice committed, you're going to have the trolls come out from, you know, Absolutely. teams that don't like Texas or schools that he didn't commit to. And so I just try to be a, I, I try to be an example and not water the weeds. Every now and then I may say something slick, but Listen, uh, that was the, because it got to him. He was like, did you see that? They said you were an unfit mom. And it was somebody that I already blocked. Mm -hmm. um, so trolls, I block. So you probably just talking in the comments. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm like, like this. I'm just doing it. I moved down to the next. <laughs> like I don't even know what they said. So, but I'm looking forward to the stories. Like I need the the sack story, but I need to catch the sack. I'm I'm looking forward to the fun stuff, to the good stuff. So yeah, God willing, we're gonna see a lot of that. Days are gonna be great. I we're gonna it. have fun. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, yeah. Look, one of the crazy things. I mean, it's both beautiful and a pain in the ass about being part of the University of Texas. You got a lot of love and you got a lot of haters. You got a lot of great yeah. people, right? So you've got to balance that out a little bit. Like we, Rocky and I, again, we've never done shit for the football team. Okay, here. We're just fans, right? But we get mm -hmm. a lot of it too, just on social media, just for being part of like the 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 fan base that I've seen nothing like the Texas hate like I've well, never crazy and crazy, right? you know no, I really no, don't have a really problem really with it because it. it's like something must be you know for people to but people I look at commitment videos or and the parents got the horns down and but you're committing to another school I'm like how is Texas a part of this moment <laughs> so that was very Rules that are not that even playing to, Texas have their horns yeah. down that's, I think I saw something recently about a couple got engaged and they did the horns down with their engagement right. and they're mad and I'm just like wait what is the obsession that Texas is living rent free I promise you guys I'd never as a fan of other teams or just you know just watching sports I've never until I saw it with Texas I was like but I kind of like it. I kind of like the <laughs> fact that everybody's hating me. In my, in my I'm mind. I'm bad listen. at it. Keep hating in, in Texas. I, I agree. Like, don't listen to the bullshit people that don't matter. But in yeah. my mind, if you're on your engagement day, when you're supposed <laughs> to be the happiest you ever are, the yes. first thing in your mind is to be angry and put the horns down, girl. Yes. Well, something right. Exactly. And that's what I mean by us. I'm not mad at it because it just shows me that there's something there. There's something about the University of Texas that is right there in the front of people's, you know, yeah. brain. I, but I've never seen anything like it. That is just the most unique thing that I've 
Yes. Like, I'm watching a commitment video, and I'm like, parents with the horns down. I'm like, but he's going to another school. Why are you bringing Texas into your moment? You That's their choice. Don't get me wrong. It's just new to me. It was so new to yep. me. <laughs> that Exactly what Rocky said. You've got to know you're in a good position when people love to hate you yeah. more than they yeah. love themselves. You know it? So... <laughs> That's why UT will always be on top. All right, y'all. So let's end this on a high note. High note. Okay. What is your most positive, favorite experience with Texas so far? Shark Mama, let's let's hear it. You've been here for a little the bit. Love, the love, love from the fans. I love the fans. They have been there from day one. And when they see us... Um, Anywhere, to be honest, even in Houston where we live, they always say, I'm a fan. I love your son. He's really good. And I'm going to follow you. Can you follow me back? Sure. Most likely I'm not because I don't really be on social media. I'm like that, but I don't mind. You know, you know, I get followers and then some people unfollow me, which is fine. But I love the fans. The fans, I love the University of Texas because they welcome us with open arms. And when he decided to come back, it was even more exciting because everyone support our son and that really touched my heart because when we out somewhere and someone can recognize you and say hey show five mama hey show five daddy how y'all doing and to know that someone other than you love your child it's exciting so I tell everybody thank you all for being the best fans, even though they put the horns down, I still have my horns up. Win or lose, win or lose, uh, we still gonna be there and we gonna fight it to the end. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the new season to come and ready for him to graduate and then graduate again and have another senior day where he run down the field again and give me another ball. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, Miss Yolanda. Uh, Mama B, let us know what was, what was the best moment as a Longhorn Mama so far. Oh gosh, it's so many. I don't know where to start. I mean, clearly um, you're hanging out with me in West Virginia, right? Of, of course. <laughs> no, no, I, I do. I do travel to every game. It's I'm already planning now, and so I just enjoy being a parent. I'm I'm ecstatic that my son. Um, is doing well on the field and off the field and he's progressing, he's getting better. And uh, most importantly, he's killing it in the classroom. I'm just ecstatic as to be a parent, uh, a proud, supportive parent, a praying mama. And um, so there's a lot of good things that have taken place at Texas. And um, I'm just ecstatic about my son's future and the, and the future of this program and this um, coaching staff. Thank you, Yolanda. All right, Miss Nikki, what has been so far the coolest, best moment as a Longhorn Mama? So, okay, my best moment, I'm going to wrap up a few things because I was late. Catch up with that. I want to say the biggest winners in the NLI thing deal, the new thing that's here. You guys probably talked about that. The biggest winners are the siblings, at least in my family, because Xavier is hooking up his little sisters. Shout out to you, Zay. <laughs> they call and tell big brother i'm telling you he's coming through okay but, but nikki tell us where where people can find zay's products for nil where can they support him so okay so we just switch agents so we're going to be partnering with a, a t-shirt company but for now it's on uh trf threads with a z at the end the real flash threads. He has a couple of t-shirts there and hoodies. We're going to try to sell those out because we're going to revamp coming into sophomore year. Uh, we're going to change the look. Um, so yeah, the siblings are winning in this NLI thing. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and then also I wanted to say as far as like mental health uh, with Xavier, instead of asking him how he's doing, I always ask him if he's happy. And it's funny when I ask him if he's happy, he hates it. And he'll be like, oh, for real. And I'm like, no, like, are you happy? And it's funny because then I'll hear, yeah, I'm happy, but I kind of want da, 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 da. Or I'll be happy when. So I'm kind of knowing, you know, what's going on. And like I tell him, if you're not happy, we're going to make changes. Because it's really like, it's about a lot of things. 
but you, as a parent, you want your child to be happy and doing what you like. If you're not, we need to make some adjustment. So with Xavier, that's mental health wise as a parent, because I feel like the coaches are paid to coach. It's a bonus if they care. I, that's just how I, and I want them to, but I know as a parent, it's always my job to care. And it's always my job to make sure you're happy and to make sure you're good. And I'm never going to stop doing that college, adult, whatever. But um, I would say my best moment for me, especially as a single mom was, and it's football related, but I think just my son um, what it, again was the Oklahoma game when he fumbled, like legit, my heart dropped and I was wearing a number eight jersey. So I felt the fire behind me because I was like literally like two rows from the field. And I'm just like, shit. I'm like, okay, it's all right. We say when you make a mistake, get your money back, put it, put it, put it away, get your money back. Let, let's go. And it showed me that he, he learned all the lessons that I taught him growing up that you really mess up and everybody's watching you. Like, what are you going to do? And he just kept himself in the game and came back. And I mean, like, I literally like, it was me and my brother, my sister and my brother and my cousin. And I, I mean, I wanted to cry not for the touchdown, but just because I'm like, he really learned the lesson of, you can control what you can control, block everything out. And if you made a mistake, work on how you can fix it in that moment, because a mistake is made. There's nothing you can do about that. If you take yourself out, you lose twice, just stay in it. And he did. And like, so I was like, that's my boy, boy, let's go. Yes. <laughs> happy. Like just as a mom, just not even touch up. Now we're going to win this year, but, um, I wanted the win, but just, just that moment, just, just so much more than football in that moment. And then I think um, just lastly to touch on the fans, like we love them, but I told my son before he went, like they will build you up to tear you down. When yeah, you, that's real. That is you so real. Up, and you cannot ride that roller coaster. Like you need to stay here because you're going to have really good days. You're going to have really bad days. TCU game. Yeah like every pass and it was like you you know people are going to say hey you you know you're a fluke you that you cannot don't don't read that don't respond to that you need to stay here and your circle that we built before you got there to stay focused you know and and so that's kind of I think our our approach to the fans is like you love them and some people genuinely care like you ladies it's amazing because you you understand that they're somebody's son they're somebody's brother no different than anybody else's brother or son or anything except they're on this huge stage as a 17 18 year old kid you know they're working and now with the NIL they're like businessmen they have deals they have to do they have to wake up early for practices they have to perform in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Like I've never even done that, you know? So, you know, the people that are going to be critical are always going to be critical. It's easier to control yourself than the masses. So, you know, work on yourself and how you take it in or don't take it in. And like I said, told him, you, we stay here. We don't go up. We don't go down. You know, we, we celebrate the victories. We work on, you know, what we messed up on. And, and that's just that. But just to see his growth, and I see it too, which is really nice, you know, like how he communicates. So I know the men there are like Mama Finkley brought up, you know, you've spent 17, 18 years of your heart and your soul into your boy and they are going away from you. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I need to trust who they're with. Same, I'm going to keep doing my job, but the influences, you know, and I want to give a shout out to Sark's wife because it's a team effort. Miss Sarkeesian is amazing. L'Oreal is amazing. Like she treats my son like a son. She's, she does above and beyond, you know, as well, just, just like her husband. So I really want to make that known too, but, um, but yeah, you're handing them off and you just, you want to make sure that it continues. And I'm just happy to see the lessons I've taught him and the growth I'm seeing it's there. And I, I wouldn't, if, in, if Michigan fans are listening, no, I would not change. A thing. 
are where we need to be and we good. We good. Are we? Yes. Welcome, baby. Oh, don't worry. We'll I get our, we'll it. get a good picture before we all sign I off. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you caught us all up because we definitely wanted, I know you had to join us late, but we definitely wanted your thoughts on those things like the recruiting process, handing your son off and the influence of fan base. Thank you for sharing that. Miss April, your best moment uh, so far, and we know you're a fairly new Longhorn Mama, but your best moment so yeah. far as a Longhorn Mama. And, and we've had some good moments. We've had some good moments through the recruiting process, through you know, the moment they opened that car door and said, welcome home. You know, that was, yeah, I know I'm, I'm about to get back there, but um, That's why we're with the tears, but okay. so. <laughs> Just um, the entire process, I really have to applaud the Texas coaching staff and the recruiting staff because they really handle business. Like just no hiccups, everything went, went smoothly. But I wanna say, um, just kind of piggyback on what Chantrell was saying and just a little bit about um, the fans. I think we all kind of raise our children with the wisdom, people will hail you, then nail you. And so it's our jobs as moms to give them that balance to say, know your purpose. You know, it's great when they call your name, but the minute you mess up, you're going to have somebody that's just dragging your name through the mud and giving them that balance to know that it's going to happen. But I will say, I have to say in this moment, like Chantrell said, the Texas <clears throat> Longhorn Network fans, um, it's just amazing. And, you know, just... Um, because they're not just the stuff you see on social media, like, yeah, this kid is going to be this, that, or that. That's a fan talking. But when people send you a private message and say, I'm praying for your son, I'm praying for you all. They don't have to do that. Like there's, there's nothing. It costs them nothing to do that. They're not getting any likes from it on social media because they're, they're messaging you privately. But those people, just because you're connected to a school that they're connected to. Um, and they send you those, those messages publicly as well, don't get me wrong, but um, the, and, and, and publicly they will say, you know, we, we love, we can't wait to see them, but you've got some sincere folks out there in the world. There's still some good in the world. And so that is what, um, knowing with the knowledge that, yes, you're gonna have your up to now, people will hail you and nail you, but you know, you got some folks that are good people um and just because you you know you decided to you know play for and continue your education at the university of texas you got some some folks praying for you I'm, I'm a strong believer in praying for one another and having um you know a prayer circle because people don't have to do that and so people have been very kind just in their words the words are free they don't have to um say it so we we don't want to worry about the negative fans because they're gonna come, they're gonna boo, they're gonna they're gonna criticize. They're gonna go, girl. That's what happens. But we gotta big up the people who are just good humans and want to see young people do well and want them, you know, and just sincerely because they don't have. No one has to say, "I'm gonna pray for you." No one has to say hey, you're far away from home, but guess what? I got a kid who plays this other sport and I'm always in town or, you know, here's my personal phone number. Um, just people, just to, and I, I'm a firm believer that God blesses your intentions. Even if they never get an opportunity to do it, they put those intentions out there. So just for me, um, that is a big wow factor about the University of Texas. There are some good folks out there who are connected through Longhorn Nation, who really want to see these young men do well. And they haven't, justice has not even touched the field yet, you know? So they're not praying that he get, you know, that he makes a tackle because he hasn't even touched the field, but they're praying that he, he does well. And so those types of things, you know, um, because words do have power and people are, whether they tweet it out, whether they DM it, they're putting that energy out there in the universe. And they're saying, hey, we hope he does well. We hope your family does well. And so that is something that is a big, um, has made a big impression on me. I, definitely. I, love, I love that so much. I, I have to say, listen, I'm definitely a lot older than y'all's kids and a lot older than y'all. But one of my favorite things about being a Longhorn 
and having gone to UT and, and I have so much pride in my degree from where I got my education and the experience mm-hmm. that I shared and that I had. But my very favorite thing about being a Longhorn is the experiences that it's provided me. You know, I, I went to UT and I had incredible connections because I have incredible connections because of that. But I mean, hell, I wouldn't have met Rocky without UT. That's how we connected. We didn't go at the same time. We didn't. We absolutely didn't. <laughs> we, we, later. we discovered that we had crossed paths in, in ways mm-hmm. that we didn't know from different experiences, but UT connected us, you know, and mm-hmm. I've traveled the country. Y'all, I've been around the world and I've been in Croatia and France and different countries where people see my longhorn on my mm-hmm. shirt and go, Texas. Oh, I know Texas. I love Texas. You know, like that's a cool Mm -hmm. thing. And I've met some people that way that have been huge influences on my life. I've met some of my best and most important people to me through traveling to support the football team, to -hmm. support the baseball team. What a cool way, what an incredible way to connect with other humans. You know, Mm -hmm. you get an education that's world-class you have an experience like no other. You live in a city that is the best city. Goddamn fun. Let's just say it. Listen, I know we got some Alabama girls. We got Pacific Coast. We got Houston, but Austin's fun, y'all. Come on. <laughs> you know, like, Facts. right? You tell the truth. Like, like, <laughs> I'm a little jealous of what he's getting to do as a college student, but <laughs> it's a fun place to be with, with really amazing people. And what I really love to hear is that it's not necessarily a thing or a particular instance. Mm-hmm. It's the feeling about University of Texas that brings it all together and makes it feel good. So shit, y'all, I couldn't have scripted this better to end this podcast. Holy goodness. That was great. I love it. All right. Rocky, so, bring it in. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to wrap up. You guys are amazing. I know everybody would loves to hear what the mamas have to say. Yes. And to get some real insight into what it takes to get the kids on, get these young men on campus, <clears throat> and why you choose Texas and what you're, what you're excited about with the program. There's just so much that we got from you all. You have such fabulous advice for people. Maybe they have a young athlete at home that, that, that they're about to have this similar journey. And if they don't end up at Texas, they, they're end up where it's best for them. And mm-hmm. so maybe they're listening and they can just relate to you know, and just remember when they go to, maybe they're about to tweet something rude and like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. Let me think about that. Somebody's son. That's the kid who got up at 3 45 AM to go train. He wants to be putting in the work. Yeah. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll think twice. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say this well, like, this not gonna think twice before you do. I'm going to say, they don't even think, they don't even think once. They don't even think once. Well, anyway. All right. I so, um, if anyone has an, any any thing you want to share before we sign off, just be your authentic self. You know, um, whether you're a player, whether you're a parent, because you have to face yourself in the mirror. Um, there isn't a guidebook to any of this. People I've read, people have their how they perceive football moms, how what they want us to say, or our role, or you've seen, you know, you know, they don't want say too much or say too little, but be your authentic self. Know, know your truth. Um, and, you know, just enjoy the process. Your children, not only have they earned to be where they are, but as parents, you've earned to be right here on this walk with them. It takes a lot of sacrifice, a lot of sacrifice to get the, the product that's being recruited. It just didn't happen in a vacuum overnight. There were parents behind. There was a support system. There was a lot of sacrifice. There was a lot of, lot, you know, financially, emotionally going into it. So don't expect parents to just automatically park their helicopter. I know the Finkleys, and now I'm sorry. We're, we're not, you know. He's still our child, and we're still his parents. And we will always be, like you said, that, you know, we're going to always be there to walk that walk with him until he can walk it by himself. And you will hear people say, oh, they're, you know, they're adults or coaches, you know, um, no. are going to leave it all to the kids. No, they're no. Sti- he's stiff. And Justice knows this. In life, whatever happens to you, 
if something happens, you make a bad decision, whatever happens, you've always got your mom and your dad. So we're going to be there even when the fans are not, even when football is gone, even, you know, we're going to be there. So be your authentic self um, as a player, as a parent, know your truth and, you know, just don't allow social media or fans or people to dictate how you should be on this journey. This is your walk. This time doesn't last long. I mean, it comes right. really fast. And, and before you know it, fast. it goes really fast. And before mm-hmm. you know it, we're all going to be in Chantel's um, shoes saying, you know, our kids are getting ready to graduate. Um, so we, we, you have to enjoy the process. But at the same time, you know, just keeping our guys, our babies grounded and, and level-headed, I think, is most important um, throughout you know, just throughout um, the times that they're growing throughout this process. And, you know, as much as I say, trust the process, I have to eat my words. I have to trust the process. And I think we all do. But I think these are the most important times in their lives. I mean, the most exciting times in their lives. Uh, We just got to continue to support them. I'll end this by saying I do have a little uh, prayer group chat that I started shortly after (laughs) my son would have a fever and I'll just jump in the car at midnight and and go tend to him. And I said, you know, I asked God to use me to be a vessel and enlarge my territory amongst the parents. So it's your choice. um, And you don't have to, um, you can alleviate this or delete this, uh, Megan and Rocky. But I have started a prayer group, roughly about 18 moms, uh, parents, Uh, from our team. And it's really just more so the communication. Where do you park? And, you know, kids, uh, when our babies are bringing their cars on campus, and, you know, it's just, you can rely on uh, someone in the group to answer the question. (laughs) May not always be right, but we can help, you know, steer and guide you there. Um, Listen, girl, we we will not do this. It's all about support and it's all about spreading the information and the love. Keep okay. on going, bro. Okay. Tell us, tell us about it. But, um, you know, just in some of our guys, I mean, I think we pray for mental health um, because it's, it's a physical and it's a, it's a tough, it's, it's a job, you know, football period. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we not only pray for our pray- players, we pray for the coaches. We pray for the entire, from the bus driver, from the rooter to the tutor. So our babies are a part of this. And so even for, um, we have parents, we have players that don't know that does not know how to accept injuries or how to handle them and um, deal with mental health issues. And so we have parents that struggle, that parents are struggling more than than the the student athletes. So our moms and, you know, families are always asking for prayer and we get on Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. So if y'all want to be a part of it, you're more than welcome. And so what happened what started this was after I ran to um, come to find out that there was some, uh, there were several guys on the D line that had a, a viral was going around and come to find out it was about 20 players. I forgot what game it was. We didn't have barely a line to practice, but it was about 20, 25 players roughly that had this viral infection. And so, you know, just with COVID, we're all panicking and don't know, you know, what it is and um, talking to the trainer. I did talk to the doctor, but I, I, I couldn't rest without laying eyes on my son. And so after I shared this among some other parents and they was like, you know, Mama B, you don't have to run to Austin. I'm here. You know, what, what do you need? Orange juice, grapefruit juice, da, 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 da. And OK, so Tracy Majors, uh, one of our offensive line uh, moms. Um, she was like, Hey, I'll take care of this one. Um, our backup quarterback called Hudson card. Mom was like, you know, Hey, I got this. I'll go take care of another player. So, you know, um, we need a support group too, especially for those that are not, um, you know, in Austin. So again, this is what this is about. Um, we're not, it's it's not (laughs) drama. We, I, I'm not even, I'll, I'll delete you. I'm just telling you because this is strictly about our players and, um, and, and about 
about our team. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. And again, uh, I speak on the behalf of all of us. I mean, um, some days every people are just putting encouraging words out there. And, you know, I remind us all that, hey, tell your son you love him. It's okay if he made a mistake. You know, it's okay. That's how they're learning. You know, it's not, it's, yeah, we, we, we lost some games, but we learned from it at the same time. So they need to understand that. And so I just wanted to share that. And uh, y'all can close out with something else. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, we'll add on quickly. Um, April, you have a mama's group for sports mamas too, right? I do. Share that. Yes, it's uh, it's a fairly new group. Um, started off with just some of my Facebook friends, but it's on Facebook. So if you search sports mom chat, and it's for novice moms, it's for all levels from ballpark um, moms, we've got high school player moms, we've got moms of parents uh, of kids who are in um, playing in college, um, different sports, wrestling, football, um, just kind of sharing our experiences, um, offering advice, and most importantly, just celebrating each other's kids, you know, just yeah. that healthy yeah. celebration of, you know, young people who are doing well or who, you know, through sports and just advice on like, everybody brings something to the table. There's some academic pieces that I can bring. There's some other pieces that people can bring in. And at the end of the day, just trying to sharpen one another. So it's Sports Mom Chat on Facebook. Just send a, a join request. All right. And then Justice also, if I could plug his website, he doesn't have any merch out yet. Um, but he does have, um, his website is thejusticefinkley.com. And so you can subscribe for updates for just to see, kind of walk with him this journey. And of course, any other opportunities that, you know, come his way, but it's thejusticefinkley.com. So. And y'all definitely please, check please. it out because in this day of social media, the more followers, the more subscribers, mm-hmm. the more money that means y'all. So yes. Texas fans, get off your asses. Right. Check out Shark 5. Figure out the merchandise. Go to bejusticefinkley.com. Follow. All right. We have two more mamas to close out. Nikki, can you give us just some final parting thoughts before we shut it down? Okay. My final parting thoughts, if this is potential moms or parents going through the same thing or going through recruiting maybe or in it, I would just say for me, never stop being a parent. Like, because as your kids are going through the process, also growing up and all of the moments that like a normal parent would get, if your kid was at home, your kid gets it away. Like my son got his first, he bought his own first car, his own apartment. And I wasn't there and I didn't get to see it. And I'm, I'm never going to get that again with that son. So I just think it's, I mean, he shared it with me. I was on video chat, but you know, it's not the same, but you know, just remember like, don't, well, I mean, you are kind of their fan, but I try not to be just always be their parent because they're your son, they're your daughter and they're growing up as they're going through the process. And those are moments you're not going to get back and, you know, just enjoy it. They're good. It's good stress to have. It's good problems to have and things, but, um, I just never want to lose sight. Like that's my son. Like he may be Xavier worthy to everybody else or whatever, but like, that's my baby. That's my son. And, um, that's what I'm always going to be, you know, just his, his biggest supporter when he's down and his biggest encourager when he's up. So I would, I would say that would just be my, my final words. And I'm looking forward to 2022. We bring in the heat. We want spring game April 23rd. Yeah, we ready and I'm excited. Yes. Excited. So good. Um, I'm in. All right. We're excited to have your your boys with us. Shark Mama, Chantrell, you're the OG because you were with our first (laughs) mama's episode. And thank you for for surviving that one and actually wanting to come back with us. Live through it, give drink it. some wine, and you're coming back for more. All right. I'm ready for, more. I'm ready for 2022 to start. I'm excited. Um, once again, um, like all the parents say, just support. It's a it's a big factor with our sons because it's our sons. Even if we had daughters, we would still just support and just let them know you're not perfect and you're entitled to make mistakes. 
and mm -hmm. you just learn from your mistakes and you move on and you pick your head up. Don't never let nobody see you down. Always let them see you up. And no matter what nobody say, be your yourself. Cause no one can take that away from you. So mm -hmm. my thing is, if you have something to say, talk to Sean Fire Mama. <laughs> 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 some dead bodies on Twitter when they tried to run it through the mall. Well, there are some sure dead I, bodies. I, I, listen, as long as I've you like you want to see a body. As long as you understand the assignment, <laughs> talk to some five mama and we'll do just great. We have a perfect season. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. Thank you, mamas. You're the best. Everyone's going to love you. Thank you for having you. us. you. I hope you had fun. We had fun. I hope you had fun. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you. So we'll, thank it. you. So we'll. Nice to meet you, other mamas. Nice oh, to meet you. Yes. 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 Thank All you. Right. Yes. Welcome. So bless my little mama heart. Y'all send some good vibes my way. I'll probably text him and cry again. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's not video of it, girl. All right. But to wrap it up, I'm Rocky. And I'm Megan. And we are Fire the Cannon.